Hello, hello, and welcome to the About Us episode of So I Married a Scientist. I'm Corey. And I'm Mel. This is our bonus episode. We thought you might want to get to know us a little bit better to think like, who are these people talking about science? What do they have to say? Why? What's their credentials? Why are we even doing this? Why are we even (laughs) doing this? So we are a married couple. Actually married. Actually married. We don't just play one on TV. Yeah. And we live in Tennessee. We've been married for over a year. Over a year. We met in Boston. But before we were in Boston, Corey's from Maine. I grew up in Maine. Yep. I'm from California. And we come from different worlds. Mel likes to say that she's from a small town in California, even though it's larger than the largest city in Maine, <laughs> which is a little bit funny for me. You said what? 100,000 people? people. Yeah, yeah. So that's small for California. Portland, Maine has maybe 70 to 80,000 people, and that's our largest city. So yeah. a little bit different dynamics. My hometown was just over 6,000 people. <laughs> he drove me through the... What was it? The downtown part of The downtown. Yeah, of (laughs) course. This was the downtown. The gas station plus post office right across the street was one building. And then the trophy shop. The other building was a trophy shop. Yeah. Gas station post office, trophy shop. We were their trophies. Well, we were driving through and we passed that part. And I was like, oh, so where's downtown? And he's like, we just passed it. That was it. (laughs) So, yeah, we grew up in kind of different worlds, but we met in Boston. Uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, to be specific, just above the river. Blues dancing. We've both done partner dancing, ballroom dancing for many years, and we met at this blues dance, which blues dancing is kind of like swing and tango smashed together, and it's really beautiful and soulful. And I did it in grad school when I was in Boston, which I'll say more about in a minute. And Corey was working in Boston, and we met, and we danced, and we dated, and then we got married two years later on Cape Cod. To the day, actually. To the day. On Cape, on Cape Cod. Got married on our official two-year anniversary oh, from our first date. It was it was pretty good wedding. We we threw a lobster bake for our close family and friends, and we said I do, and haven't looked back. It's been yeah, pretty good. Yeah, our cake was whoopie pies. Our cake was whoopie pies, like you do in Maine. Please explain what a whoopie pie is. Yeah, so a whoopie pie is basically just two pieces of cake with frosting in the middle. The nice thing about the whoopie pies that we had is they were all prepackaged, and we distributed them in a very quick way we threw them so yeah we uh had three different varieties we kind of just became sports stadium vendors for a little bit and called out whoever wanted x whoopie pie and tried to hit them with a pass i appreciated two things about this first of all that you explained the whoopie pies in detail the rest of the wedding was okay but the whoopie pies hey it was a memorable thing (laughs) second of all that you replaced the flavor with the letter x because you're a scientist oh of course yeah. and this is a variable the flavor variable there were three different flavors x stands for flavor and you go from there x yeah so (laughs) absolutely Our wedding was amazing, and now we live in Tennessee, which is super random, but we love it. We live right on the water, and we got a dog. His name is Benny. He's actually the real star of the podcast. He is. If you hear any clicking noises or chewing, chewing, or lapping of water during any of our episodes, that's just (laughs) Benny in the background. He does bark occasionally. It Benny does interrupt background. our recording every once in a while. But, yeah, uh, sorry about that. We'll, uh, but he's adorable. We'll go with it. We'll, we, we'll, we put some pictures on our website. You can go see if you go to soimarriedascientist.com. Okay, let's talk about actually being a scientist. I'm not a scientist, so Corey, let's have you start. Yeah, so I am a scientist. Scientist. Um, I grew up in Maine, as you said. I love the outdoors. I love spending time in nature. 
I've always been generally fascinated by biology and chemistry and physics and how things work. Uh, and I really like sharing those passions with other people. But that's not the only reason you're saying. Okay, so first you of all, you actually have cre- credentials. I, I do consider that o- alone being a scientist. I don't so think you necessarily have to go to school to be a scientist. Could I be a scientist? I think that you could be a scientist, yes. So, so the name of this podcast could be So I Married Myself the Scientist. Uh, I don't. So I, I say go that I'm far. a scientist who married a scientist. No, I wouldn't. I'm a scientist squared. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I don't think you generally need to go to school to call yourself a scientist. What do you call children scientists? I think children are some of the best scientists out there because nice. they're constantly curious. They ask a ton of questions. And I think that's really the essence of being a scientist is being curious and asking questions and trying to go out there and prove it. I ask a lot of questions. You ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Great. I'm on the way. So you, but you actually studied science. I did go to school You're for a real scientist. science. Yes. I majored in biology and biochemistry at Colby College in Maine. What was the actual name of your major? <laughs> yeah. So the official major was biology with a concentration in cell and molecular biology and biochemistry. That is extremely repetitive. Yeah, it is. And nobody <laughs> actually called it that. Uh, we always just called it CMB squared. Ah, so nerd alert. we were CMB squared. But yeah. So that was my official major in, in college. Uh, and then after doing some research in the Boston area, studying blood development and cancer progression, I went to grad school at Yale for immunology. That's awesome. So what have you been up to since grad school? You want to tell yeah, people? Yeah, so after completing my master's at Yale, I transitioned into a career in environmental health and safety and regulatory compliance. When I tell people what you do, I say you're a lab safety consultant and they they like have a puzzlement look on their face and then I say he helps people not blow themselves up. Is that accurate? Uh only in very select cases. Okay. But yeah, I do OSHA stuff. OSHA stuff. That's probably the easiest way for people to understand. But there's a lot more that goes into it. So Safety, health, association. Is that right? Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Administration. Yeah. yeah. And you also work with craft breweries. Yeah. So a lot of what I do in the laboratory environment, reviewing the science and their experiments and making sure that the people doing the research are properly protected from the chemicals and infectious agents and any other hazardous materials that they're using. Like explosions. Like, well, again. (laughs) I'm fixated on the explosions. I'm sorry. If we're doing our job correctly, there won't be any explosions. It's just easy for me to understand things that go boom. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, so a lot of those principles also apply to the craft brewing environment where you have hazardous chemicals and hot materials. You have wet surfaces, um, electrical hazards. So a lot of different things that could potentially hurt them in their workplace. Uh, And we, you know, identify those things and put as many controls in place to make sure that people can do it safely. And yeah, so there's a lot of overlap in the general safety programs that are required for laboratories and craft breweries. So that's me. So Mel, tell us about your story. Well, as has been established, I am not a scientist. I am actually a... But you could be a scientist. I'm a scientist in my soul. There you go. (laughs) I am a marketing and communications specialist. I own a graphic design and marketing company. How'd you get into that? (laughs) That's a really good question. 
the very short story is I was working a really boring business job and I didn't have enough to do. So I wandered into the graphics department. I said, please give me something to do. And they gave me a PowerPoint presentation to clean up. And I was so excited to have something to do that involved making pictures that they, they were, I think, a little bit taken aback by my level of excitement because I had been so bored for so many months on this project. And then they asked me if I wanted to join their team. And I said, absolutely. So that's how I became a graphic designer. True story. So. Yeah, so we actually found out really early on our first date that we both loved PowerPoint. You said you loved PowerPoint. Yeah, so it's probably not a common first date topic, <laughs> uh, but it definitely came up. <laughs> I'm very surprised that she didn't run for the hills after we just... Who tells someone that on a first date? Look... It was risky. Okay, but it worked. <laughs> it did. And I was like, I was like, I made fun of you, I think, but in my heart... I was like very warmed by this okay. nerdy scientist That's who good. is telling me he loves PowerPoint. Yeah. But you like love PowerPoint. Yeah, so I do a lot of things with PowerPoint, including <laughs> anytime I move into a new apartment, I will map out the dimensions and make sure that all my furniture fits. To scale. Uh, to scale. Uh, <laughs> so that by the time I move into that place, I already know exactly where everything's going. It makes it much more efficient. Everyone oh, should try it. That's... That's so dorky, but well, it's you know. great. It's great. It's what I like about you. So I, I actually studied business in my undergrad, and I studied theology as well, which is funny because that theology is probably the farthest thing from science that you can get. It's the study of God and the ultimate, and it's very philosophical. It's very abstract. It's very unprovable, which is the opposite of science. Science has to be provable in order to be a science. So I studied everything basically that's unprovable. So I actually ended up going to seminary, to grad school, to study theology for four years. And I met Corey well in grad school. And when I was in grad school, I got really interested in social ethics and the way people treat each other and the ways we make the world better together. And so I ended up writing a book, which is coming out in June. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What got you interested in writing a book and what is it called? It's called Brave Talk, Building Resilient Relationships in the Face of Conflict. And... I wrote it because we live in a very conflicted political moment. I've experienced a lot of personal conflict in my life, and I just wanted to start really looking into the ways that we can disagree better in our society. So it's not related to science. I think it's interesting. It's sort of a, in the realm of social sciences. So it engages you know, philosophy, political science, ethics, psychology, power studies, critical theory, so... Very All cool. the humanities cool. that we are not talking about on this podcast. So, but I, I really am fascinated by science. And this is why we were so excited to start this podcast, because these are conversations that we have all the time. In it's fact, true. Yeah. <laughs> we got the idea to do this podcast while we were on a road trip from Tennessee to Maine, and we were in the car for three days. And 20 hours of driving. 20 hours of driving each way. A lot of conversation. Yeah. And we thought... We, we have so much fun and we crack ourselves up all the time talking about this stuff. Like Corey just trying to explain this stuff to me. So we thought, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be fun to make a podcast? Yeah. So on that road trip, we actually came up with what, 200 episode ideas yeah. for <laughs> potential things we can talk about. So we had nothing else to do. We were sitting in the car forever. So, yeah, so we're going to be talking about this for as long as you can all Stomach tolerate it, it <laughs> basically. <Yeah. laughs> we got enough content for a while. Yeah. And I was, I'm really excited about it because I was really bad at science and math in school. Okay. We're talking like barely eked out passing grades. 
And I think it's, I think I had really great teachers. Was I'm it just, a lack of interest or? I think it was a lack of ability to deal with the really technical calculation stuff that you need to be able to do. Okay. Um, and also I have terrible handwriting and like keeping anything that resembled a, a, like a neat and orderly lab notebook or like doing computations was just beyond my ability with as like a kid who lacked serious attention to detail. So I love talking about science and I love the ideas and the abstract concepts of it, but I could never do the science itself. Got it. Cause my brain thinks in pictures. Okay. All right. So there you go. Yeah. How about you? Why are you excited about this podcast? Yeah. So for me, I'm just really excited to get the word out on some of these really critical science topics. I think one of the problems with the scientific community is that we don't always share what we know in a general way. Uh, and we tend to talk about science in very technical terms that most people don't understand. So kind of relaying some of those critical uh, pieces of information or kind of the new cutting edge technologies that are about to come out and impact society, I think it's really important to have everyone know about those. Definitely. And I think a better scientific literacy has the potential to make the world better and safer and kinder. Maybe, not, I don't know, kinder. Do you think? I don't know. Always kinder, but. All the scientists I know are kind people, but I guess there's some mad scientists out there making Frankenstein monsters. No? You're grimacing at me. We're going to cut that. Why? No. Okay. <laughs> Well, how do we wrap this up? We're This is our About Us bonus episode. Hopefully you feel like you know us a little better. Have we talked about Benny enough? Probably not. Benny, who's a good boy? He's sleeping. He's our nine-month-old golden retriever. Yeah. Loves the water. Loves to Keeps swim. us active. Mm-hmm. Keeps us on our toes. Is generally hilarious. And Definitely has a crazy personality. Yeah. Has a philosopher's soul. Yeah, he likes to stare out the window like and like contemplate life. Yeah. He's probably thinking about science I, and I, philosophy. Of course he is, yeah. Absolutely. Of he, could Benny be a scientist? Benny is a scientist. <laughs> Already established. Already established, yeah. Well, we're mildly obsessed with him, and if we talk about him too much, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, not sorry. Not sorry. I'm not sorry. Well, let's sign off. All right. Well, this I'm is hungry. the about us. I'm gonna make a sandwich. Sorry. Well, this has been <laughs> the about us episode of So I Married a Scientist. If you have any questions, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, you can email us at so I married a scientist at gmail .com. You can go to our website so I married a scientist dot com. You can Twitter at us. Tweet. Twitter at us. You can Twitter. Twitter. Keep, 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 keep. Tweet, tweet. At us. Uh, S-I-M-A-S podcast. S-I-M-A-S podcast. Like, so I married a scientist, but in letters. Excellent. That's our footer handle. Very nice. We Neither of us are very good at Twitter, so we'll try to use it and get back to you. There we go. Retweet? No. How do you, get, how do you respond to someone on Twitter? We're going to learn. I think it's DM. That's, that's direct message. Yeah, I think that's you what it is. You can slide into someone's DMs. Yeah, DM me. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, anyway, we'll figure that out, yeah. and we will... Be so happy to be in touch with you. Excellent. Thanks well, for listening. Have a great day. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Music by Lemonfest. Logo and marketing by Cambridge Creative Group. 
edited and produced by Corey and Mel. See you next time.